in that fruit, that forbidden fruit, that was so poisonous that it just ru it ruined everything. It was so poisonous. Something was in it that just ruined uh, everything about us. It just really ruined it and, and, and cut us off from such a glorious connection. Yeah. What was in that, that poisonous fruit? Something was in it. The thing like it just ruined everything for us. It really did. It did. I think it was probably, you know, for me, I always kind of looked at it uh, metaphorically. Uh, you know, when you say that, I, I feel like disobedience was in there for you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because mm -hmm. after that, the uh -huh. relationship was torn. And if yep. you know, you know, there are so many things that you notice that from that moment that, you know, the fall yeah. is what they call it in the Bible. Exactly. Uh, clothes, mm -hmm. clothes came into place. Yeah. Uh, sexuality became more mm -hmm. of an issue. Mm -hmm. you, you know, those those are immediate impacts mm -hmm. of the fall. God is like, hey, put on clothes. You know, they're like, oh, no, they're yeah. like, we're naked now. We know that we're naked. Right. And, you, you know, and right. I think what the tree, scripture calls it the, the tree of good knowledge, uh, the forbidden fruit is the tree of knowledge. Yes. So, so knowledge had entered and it was knowledge that we were not necessarily prepared to make decisions on. Because God, so God kept us shielded from that, and He made those decisions for us. So knowing you just mentioned something just there. I mean, right when you said it, we real they realized they were naked. Mm -hmm. That's that. Yeah. Were they born naked? Weren't they born naked they, they to were begin already, with? Already there. Well, they were, and they, what was so bad about being naked, being born with what they were born with? I, I think scripture discovering. I think scripture recalls it as scales front fell from their eyes or something like that. But they, they, they once they came into the knowledge, I could be wrong on that. But once the knowledge came into it, it felt wrong. It felt wrong. They, they, nothing changed. We still it here naked. Wrong. But once the knowledge came, it felt wrong. It felt wrong to be yeah. natural. Yeah, it, it felt, felt wrong, wrong to, be, to natural. be natural because the innocence was gone. The innocent knowledge is knowledge. Innocence. The so innocence even did that. So even took away the innocence. Yeah, definitely. The bite of that forbidden fruit mm -hmm. took away so much. And, and and check it out. Now we're just talking about the things that occurred um, between us and God. You know, they're, they're, you know the mental state. But what about the thing that occurred against us and woman, us and man, our, our other counterparts? Mm -hmm. uh, scripture says that there was enmity. Uh, I will put enmity between you. She will desire to rule over you. You will desire to rule over her. You mm -hmm. will have child. You will bear children in pain. Mm -hmm. You and for the man, you will have to go to work. You remember that you will work mm -hmm. by the sweat of your brow. All of these things were implemented mm -hmm. after the fall. But the funny thing about it is prior to the fall, all of these things were done and they were done without any any problem or any pretense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Adam tilled the guard. That ain't no big deal. I do it every day, Lord. He cleaned yeah. the garden. He said, your first job is to name all the animals and do all of this stuff. They were still in the garden working, living harmoniously. Yeah. But the knowledge... I remember one time a preacher said it like this, Joy, and this was amazing to me. He said, uh, don't be, uh, he said, the problem about us is we're so ready to own stuff, which is a piggyback off of what you was talking about. Mm -hmm. He said, but he said, there's some benefits that come with leasing and allowing the real owner to run the land. 
He said, see, when it breaks down, your water pressure breaks down, that another, you got to fix that if you own it. So you got to go to Home Depot. You got to buy the right pipe. You got to unclog it. You, you got to fix that. But he says, when somebody else owns it, you just make a call. You just call the owner and yeah. he'll take care of it for you. Yeah. You know, and there's some certainty that comes when somebody else takes care of it for you. You can say to the owner, hey, Mr. Owner, I do got to go to work tomorrow. So what time do you think you'll be by here to work on it? You get information. You got That's some true. certainty. But when That's you true. are doing it and it's decide to take advantage of everything yourself, you got to run. It. And, you know, I kind of liken that to like when, you know, we take over our own lives. And, you know, you, you know, and we don't allow God to play a part in our lives. And we begin to create things in our own way apart from what he said. Well, you got to fix it. You got to fix it now. I didn't tell you to go do that. You know what I mean? But all that comes with owning, you know. And mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. I like that concept about ownership that you were saying earlier about the whole thing about ownership. I think that that's a, a subject matter probably within itself or something because you're right. Yes. I think it's the root of our selfishness. I think it's, no, it may not even be mm-hmm. a root. It's the byproduct. You know what I'm saying? It's the cause of it. Capitalism. Like, why is it okay for me to walk to the store, buy this cup of coffee for one dollar, and come back and sell it to you for two? Yes. Who said that that was okay? Who said that that was all right? But that is America. That is uniquely distinct to, to America. Most other countries utilize a barter system. Mm-hmm. So, Jody, I, Joey, I don't have any coffee. Uh, can, can I have some coffee? Sure, can. Uh, I have some coffee. Uh, yeah, I could use some help with this X, Y, and Z. So we just bartered. So I didn't take nothing from you. You didn't take nothing from me. We bartered. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In today's society, when we come in contact with one another, one of us always leaves uh, screwed or feeling like we've been abused because we've set up a democracy or a system in which somebody has to win. You know yes. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I Either I got this, you're going to buy it from me, or I'm going to buy it from you, or vice versa. And this is the system that we've set up with. Now, it works in some instances. If I have a product that you like or you need and it works for you, boom. But we've already came with this built-in fact that we accept over-increased prices, we accept taxes, we even accept knowledge. Of, yeah. of, so, for instance, skill set, when I was putting this in, and you was like, damn, you don't cost me that much just for that? Because, because that's the system that we have in place. Oh, this knowledge, or this, that, and other, if you don't have it, so we hoard it, and we, woo, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's capitalism. Yeah. Who says that that's right? Yeah. Who says that I couldn't, you know, X, Y, Z, show you or teach you, you teach me something and why, about you know, you, you know. And I'll tell you one current thing that I'm living in now that I struggle with. I struggle with the price with, with Amazon or any of the any of the platforms too. Mm-hmm. Draft to digital, I'm, I'm on other platforms, but I have to sell my book for two ninety nine, ebook, five ninety nine. For a print book and so forth, so when I know that it's worth way more than that. So and, and then they're saying, would it be nice to do it for 99 cents? So wait, they can 99 cents. They control your pricing? No. Oh, okay. But they suggest, and most authors fall into the same thing. Mm-hmm. All of them. Even some of the more you know, successful ones fall into they created 
the price bracket that's acceptable. Right. That's acceptable. That two ninety nine up to that six ninety nine or whatever, ebook or print book, whatever. Going beyond that, people kind of go, mm, I don't know. You know, let's look at the reviews and see how many reviews you got mm-hmm. before I decide to pay more than that, knowing that it's worth more than that just because of what the person brings. Mm-hmm. And like you were just talking about, your knowledge and your wisdom and so forth and what you built, you know, it's beyond that of the regular person, so it's worth it. Right. So I struggle with that. And I said, I'm not putting my book down at 99 cents. Yeah. I did right. in the beginning during the holidays just to test and to see and to help and to say, okay, well, I'm going to do it for a little bit. Then I hiked, hiked it up to what's considered, quote unquote, you know, normal price. Yeah. Is it? But still, like you said, it's a standard that they have set, that they, right. that they, the Amazon thing, mm-hmm. that they make money off of. Yeah. They're making money because they can they can get it, you know, this they can get they can make it they can send it to their people or their phone, whatever. But is it something I wanna do? Yeah. They want to marginalize or minimize you to yeah. fit into their machine. Exactly. So that their machine is more efficient. Exactly. Oh, you can go buy cheap books on Amazon. Woo 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 woo. Yeah, yeah. but this ain't a cheap book, buddy. Mm-hmm. And the information that uh-huh. you get, there uh-huh. are textbooks because of information that are in them that cost exactly. thousands of dollars. That's true. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so yeah. no, no. Even the classroom books are not that cheap. No, not at all. Classroom books are not cheap. The college book in schools and whatnot are not that cheap. But you want mine to be a two ninety nine, a five ninety nine? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And that's acceptable. And I and I think that and this is this this is one of this for me this is the elephant in the room, Joy. Because say if that book was about how to be a doctor, how to do something specific, you offered these skills, you offered hard skills in them that were visible hard skills. You know, you grab this wrench, turn it, you know, those those books have higher price values. Mm-hmm. But what people don't understand is when a person is emotionally towed down and broke down. I can't receive that information until I receive this information. You got to be built back up till you can even do that again. Yes. And so self-help situations yes. are the lane where you go into. Yes. I need that first because I yes. need to reach that platform to get back up. Man, yes. people don't understand. And, I, and I'm sure you probably been familiar with it because, man, you can reach a point of depression. Oh, you can yeah. reach a point of being kicked down so much, bro, you can't move. You can't move. You, you can't. You paralyze. Yeah, you paralyze. Yeah, you paralyze. And yeah, that, and that's where a lot of people are now. Right now, I kid you not. Mm-hmm. I, I read the responses and stuff, and I listen to the, some of these other things that are going on, and that's where a lot of people are. Yeah. Right. And that's why I believe that, like your book, like like tools and instruments, like your book, are such a blessing. And even like as we talk about and develop, you know, the podcast, I think that. That's the era. That's the lane that we're going to uh, begin to see flourish more. Yeah. Because we got to reach yeah. a point. Man, we got so much shit around yeah. here. Bro, yeah. it's, 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 it's Bluetooth in the lights. It's clappers. It's, it's technology everywhere. Like, yeah. how many forms and variations can you give me another fucking screen? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To do the same shit, to either watch a video, to either watch a movie, or either play online. Mm-hmm. Like, at what point does this stuff become old? You know, we have, we have chosen a path of things over people. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is what God is beginning to undo. 
Mm-hmm. Because this is what we have done, man. We, mm-hmm. have, we have chosen things over people, bro. Yep. And that, that within itself is terrible. It's terrible. Because it I could walk by you as a man, laying on the ground, homeless, sleeping somewhere, and just look over you. Yes. And everything that I am and everything that I have and everything that exists within me, you have the ability to do and potentially even more. Mm-hmm. But yet no one will make that investment. Yeah, You know, no one will make that investment. No one will deposit into the souls of these people. And so this, this is why I love when, you know, Jesus was like the work. Remember when uh, they was talking about the, the, the harvest is plenty. He's like, it's plenty of work. <laughs> you know, it's plenty mm-hmm. of work. But the laborers, laborers are few. few. <laughs> you know, the la- we ain't got nobody to do it. We ain't got nobody to grab the concept and understand yes. that you mean more than that thing. Yes. You know? But that's what I'm saying. Jesus himself. Which that's what he was about. I was I was telling someone to say that he's about breaking tradition, tradition, so many traditions that men themselves had created because they had become God. That's a good point. They had become gods, and that's exactly what he did. Become and he broke those traditions. Let's kill the disciples. Yeah. Sit down and didn't even wash their hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's lawful to wash them hands first. Yeah, I did. Jesus, uh, and this is the Sabbath, and I notice that you have each that coat to ride on. <laughs> you do such things on the Sabbath? You're the son of who? Son of God? Yeah. Many things. Yeah. Many things that he fought against, that traditions, yeah. and we're still living in it. Traditions that men themselves has created as a roadblock. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. To you, God. To get to God. To get and to this God. is what they put in it. A roadblock. And it only benefits their self interest. Only. It, it places only. them as the liaison that exactly. goes between you and God. Yes. I'm going to tell you what he wants, how much he wants, yes. and how he needs you to act. Yes. You know? Yes. And that's what we get. And that, but that's the concept people don't forget when they read about. His character, yeah. who he was, and what his purpose was. Yeah, I come to set the captives free. Ooh. I come to set, you know, not the, you know, the ones who said they're holier than now, whatever. Yeah, I, I show to show them how how sinful they were. He showed the holier than thou is how sinful they were and how ridiculous they, their doctrines were. Yeah, but I still come to set the like me, the captives free. Yeah, is what I came for. They killed him for that. Yes, they did. He upturned they everything did. in their world. Yep. He made their positions useless. He, yep. he rendered them null and void, and he took away their power. Yes. And see, this is what this is why yes. people got a problem with you wow. shaking up the status quo. Yeah. Because as long as we can huddle over here in this little group, and I'm the chairman of it, and we can sit over here and look down on you and talk about you, we're happy. You see what I'm saying? But the minute God, and, and you know, it doesn't have to change physically. It doesn't have to be dispersed or broke up. But the minute that God plants that seed in you and you no longer care, they feel that. And yeah. they know that. They, and know they are rendered powerless at yeah. that moment. It doesn't always look like it. It looks like the big devil is still there breathing and, and on you. But at the moment that God drops that into your spirit, they are powerless. They are rendered powerless. We only care when we care. 
You know, when we allow this stuff to impact us. And this is the stuff that always depresses me because it's just that simple, Joe. It's that mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. Care about what you need to care about. Don't care about what you don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Keep, keep the meat and throw away the rest. And yeah. it's that simple that we begin to impact and live our lives on, on you know in that in that way and in that fashion and the blessings we get you know are so much better the fact that right now as we sit here and talk as you feel the spirit feel the spirit as it bubbles up and you stand up and you talk and I'm hearing this and goosebumps going here and I'm like oh my god did he just say that and as you feel God moves that is so much more meaningful impactful something that you can pull years down the line might use it tomorrow might bring it up in a conversation but the quality of that is undeniable you know versus taking two hours or three hours watching a a, a stupid movie or having a frivolous Mm -hmm. conversation that adds no value to you Mm -hmm. and when god do that it's undeniable it's 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 impactful and it's beautiful man you know and i'll and i'll give you 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 you're talking about that. You're talking about the control. You're talking about the, you know all of this. I'm I'm a little off the subject, but I'm still kind of yeah. on the subject here of something that happened to me when I was with my production cup uh, partner. Production, you know, he had a business and I had a business. We joined together in Pasadena, and created LLC, World Dance Crew LLC, and um, he was a producer. Very knowledgeable, very smart, white guy, I'm a black guy, you know, and um, very knowledgeable, very, very smart, but very scattered, focused on too many things, and couldn't really focus on, on me, what I needed to do in our LLC, Yes, but I ended up doing a lot of the work myself, mm-hmm. I was happy to do it, because I, I had, had companies before, when I knew how to do what I do. Well, nothing new, yeah. But let me tell you something, there was something I didn't know, I knew something fishy was going on. And the LLC kind of fell apart after the recession and so forth. Whatever, we just kind of went out of various ways. His wife worked, ex-wife worked as a makeup artist, fantastic makeup artist and a hairstylist, makeup artist, and several of the productions that we did. Mm. And we got along very well. I always loved working with her. Well, anyway, last year we finally reconnected together. I know Terry Akins is her name. And he said, I haven't seen her in a long time. And I said, we got to get together. You blah, blah, blah. So we, got, we met someplace in Chi- Chinatown. We got together. And she revealed something to me mm. that knocked me out of my seat. Literally. She said to me, she said, because, you know, I watch him struggle at some point in time, particularly through the recession and so forth, whatever. It always appears as though at certain times he was struggling. Because I know in our LLC, it was hard to get things together, particularly with the recession. I'm, I'm on the meatball sandwich. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I walked in the office once and I said, you know, because he had his own production company as well. Mm-hmm. And I know how hard it was for us. And I was trying to make ends meet. And I'm on a meatball sandwich. And I walked in the production office. And it was a whole, you know, team of people working on something that he's doing. And they're having a feast. And I'm on an effing meatball sandwich. And why didn't someone call me? Mm-hmm. What the hell was going on here? You know. So anyway, to make a long story short, she said to me during the meeting when we met, "Oh, did you ever meet Bob?" It was just the two of us, Earl, Earl, and myself. What do you mean, Bob? Oh well, um, you never met Bob. And then she said something about Bob was interested interested in her at some point in time. I was like. 
Well, you would have, well, yeah, at one point in time, he, wanted, he, thought I, he thought I would marry him or we should, whatever, and it didn't work out. I said, no, Bob who? He said, you never met Bob? Bob was running the show. Running the show. Wow. And she said he never struggled. He had wealthy parents and sisters and so forth in Pasadena. He'd go to them and get whatever he needed. He didn't struggle. What? What are you talking about? Mm. Yeah, and Bob was running the show behind the scenes. Mm. Apparently. <laughs> apparently, I never met him. Yeah, you did. Within the 10 years that we worked together. Never met him. Have no idea as to who this day who Bob is. Excuse me? What are you talking about? She said, oh, no. He never struggled. He never needed for anything. He just called his sister. He called whatever he did to get what he wanted. Wow. Excuse me? The Bible says there's nothing hidden that should not be revealed. Mm-hmm. It was revealed. Mm-hmm. But I had so moved. And see, this is how, how God works. I had so moved beyond all of it. Mm-hmm. He had no. He had removed me beyond yeah. all. He saw it all. Yeah. He saw it all, and he knew. He kept it away from me until the appointed time. Mm-hmm. The time is right. But he had so moved me beyond it. Mm-hmm. So even the fact that I should have known and I didn't didn't bother me. I've moved way beyond that. Yeah. He has moved me way beyond. That. Yeah. You know. Even even we talk about in our, in our there, there's no place where he is not. But I'm saying there's no place where you know he, yeah. he's there and he knows. Yeah, and he even knows when the time is right for that's us. Right. That's right. To step that's, out. That's right. And sometimes he will keep things from us. Yeah. So we don't know. So we can still continue the path that he has us on. Right. That we may, may not want to be on, but he has it all on there. He has us on that path for a reason until he reveals. Something you just said about the path that he has us on that we may not want to be on. Mm -hmm. Joey, I I kid you not, man. Nearly everything that was for me and and that God had for me almost presented itself in what did not seem like it. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not going to be the glamorous opportunity. It's not going to be something that you think it is. But what it's going to be is right. And what it's going to be is custom for you. And you might not understand it, but God understands that he knows what you need and how you need it. Yes. And uh, that is the biggest thing that I have struggled with in my life spiritually. is being, And this is why I'm so big on being this, this sermon. And, and the spiritual discernment and trying to stay in tune with God because God is so kind that if you do not create that split between y'all, if you don't run off, because he ain't going nowhere, that's right. He will update you as he moves. He will let you see what he's doing. And he will have you can understand it all the way if you stay intact with him. Now, if you begin to meddle and interfere and put your own plans in it. Yeah. Then it gets confusing, and you're yes. not, and you're not, you know, you're not in, in, in tune with God. But man, one of the things about it is that God, everything you need, just like how we talk here and different stuff like this. And I was like, Lord, how am I going to do this? Or how could this be done? And different. I bet everything He needs is right, right here. Just it's just sitting right here. Yes. and that's how He works. That's, that's how right. He works. You know, we always go for the 
you know, oh, that's it. That's the car, Lord. That Mercedes right there. Yeah. You know, you know, that's how we would. But no, I'm gonna give you that uh, that little pickup over there because actually, you uh, even though it's not glamorous, you're actually gonna get a contract where you can help this and this can help that, and you can be able to do this. And you know what I'm saying? And that's how he worked. We don't see it. You know, we only see what we think we see. And that's what I like about right now. That's what I like about the tearing down of the walls, the tearing down of the system mm-hmm. and, and dematerializing mm-hmm. us as a people because materialistic stuff has us so messed up inside. You know, we, you'll kill somebody behind your things. That's right. And, and <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. I'm going to cut you. Yeah. I'm going to cut you. <laughs> and you know, that's just where we at with it, man. That's where mm-hmm. we at with it. And man, I think that that yeah. definitely gets in in the way of us interacting uh, with each other, man. Yeah. You know, it yeah. does. It does. It does. It gauges how Do you, do you want something to eat? Uh, you know what, Joy? I probably, I got food downstairs. Yeah.